good morning, good morning, and good morning, and welcome to yet another episode of Popping Off with Feel the Podcast. Happy Tuesday, my lovely co-host. I hope you had a wonderful weekend, and I hope your week started off pretty good. But if not, never fear. I am here, and it is my goal to make it just a little bit better. It is officially fall. I know you have heard me rant and rave about fall for the last couple of weeks, but um, as a result of hurricane, later turned tropical storm, Michael, I think that the weather's kind of leveled off a little bit in Georgia, and October is one of the most beautiful months in Atlanta, specifically. Um, I guess in Georgia, but I'm in Atlanta. So in Atlanta specifically, because we get those cool, crisp mornings. Now the afternoon is still hot as hell, but it cools back down in the evening. And it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. 60 something odd degrees, a little breeze. You're not sweating bullets, walking from the door to the car, from the car to the building. And you know, you get your, your son in the daytime, so you can still enjoy the warmth of that, but it cools back down at night. You know, you don't have to have your air up as at, or down as low. <laughs> um, you can you can have your windows open and get a cool breeze. It, it, it's great. It's fabulous. Anyway, not going to talk too much about fall other than the fact that it is my favorite season because I think that the fashion is the greatest. Okay, this is, I do want to say this. The fashion of, of the fall is wonderful because you get to layer it up, your boots, your hats, your scarves, your gloves, and your oversized cardigans, which leads me to another point. I just recently purchased an oversized cardigan from a local artist, a local designer by the name of Tayo Tenabu. Follow him on IG at Mr. Tenabu, M-R-T-I-N-U-B-U, M-R-T-I-N-U-B-U. He's a former colleague of mine who about five or six years ago when we met, worked for the company for a little while, but decided that he wanted to quit to fully invest in being a fashion designer. Um, he had just purchased his first sewing machine, had just gone to his first couple of classes and was making bow ties and pocket squares. And now he's making fabulous pieces, one of which I am the proud owner of. It is an original custom piece, patchwork, oversized cardigan. It's lovely. You're not going to be able to find it in the stores anywhere. And if you do find something similar in stores, it's going to be thousands and thousands of dollars. Listen to me. He's going to be great. And invest now um, when you can afford to do it. <laughs> because he's trying to go after that high-end market. And I've definitely shown his work to other, other friends and uh, actually someone who's in the fashion world who works at this high-end boutique and he was like you know stuff like this in our store costs five six thousand dollars seven thousand dollars and people are buying it they're ripping it off the racks so my hope is me plugging him somebody will notice somebody will pick it up tell him phil sent you i don't know if that's going to do anything for me maybe it's a discount in the future maybe it isn't but nonetheless i supported him i actually purchased two cardigans one for myself one for my best friend um it's one that i don't regret can't wait to wear it can't wait for you to see it it's going to be all over my social media when the time comes maybe homecoming i don't know but look for it anyway that's not what this podcast is about this podcast is stemming from a conversation i had with a really close family friend who i call uncle affectionately we were speaking last night his birthday just passed he just turned 62 but i love talking to him because he's a man of a certain age who happens to be bisexual and so he's lived this life um, long before I knew him. He and his former partner, my other uncle, um, they're no longer together, but I still call him uncle and we still talk. But they live together. And, you know, as a kid, I didn't pay any attention to it. They had a two-bedroom house. They were in separate rooms. You know, one uncle had his setup. One uncle had his setup. It was fine. I never, it never really 
dawned on me, but I guess one day I had this aha moment. I was like, oh no, they're together. Oh, you know, or I was having a conversation with my mom and she was like, you know, they're a couple. And I was like, really girl? Like I had no clue. I really had no clue. Um, and part of it is like, they were who they were. Obviously, I, I, I was like, well, maybe one uncle's gay and the other one isn't because they're very, very different. <laughs> but it worked and it works. And so we were having a conversation. Of course, we we're catching up. And both of them have an investment in my life and my future. Um, they've seen me grow. They've known me. My, well, one has known me before conception. Uh, <laughs> and one has known me since I was very, very small. And so they've gotten the opportunity to see me you know, go through life, get, go to college, graduate college, go to grad school, graduate, graduate school, work professionally, and, you know, all of this while still being a God-fearing gay man. Who would have thunk it? And so they support me, and they love me, and we talk regularly, because they want to make sure that I'm doing well, and I'm navigating this life the best way I possibly can. There, 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 there's wisdom there, and I appreciate it. But we were having a conversation last night, and we were catching up, and I was telling him about... I feel like I'm talking fast. I'm going to slow down. We were talking about, um, you know, just this is how work life is going. You know, these these were my plans at the beginning of the year. My plans have changed. This is why my plans have changed. And he, he said something that struck a chord with me. And he was like, you know, I don't want you to miss out on any opportunities that could be fruitful for you because of a relationship because this life this this gay life holds no promises for us and I was like boy and I understand where he's coming from totally don't get me wrong respect his position I know that he's lived through some things some things that I know and probably some things that I'll never know but it really just shows the differences in generation because you know he talked about how you know he would if he could have chosen he wouldn't have been gay he would have gotten married he would have had two kids his dream was to have a boy and a girl and you know he was like you would agree with me and and to be quite honest I haven't thought about that question in a very long time you know because there's a period of period in your life where you ask yourself that question regularly what how different would my life have been if I wasn't gay and if I could go back or if there was something I could do, if there was a magic pill I could take, would I take it? And for years, I've said, absolutely. <laughs> because, you know, the, the, being gay seems to be that one blemish that makes everything else about my life, everything else about me and my personality less appealing. And so I would, but I hadn't thought about it in a long time because I've literally come to terms with the fact that this isn't a choice that I've made to be gay. Um, but I do choose to live the life that I've been given because it's a gift to the fullest. And I encourage everybody to do the same. And it's important because there are people who are coming up after me, whether I know it or not, who are going to be looking for examples of how to navigate this life. And they need to see proud out examples of it. Now, it doesn't mean I'm marching in, in parades and and donning shirts and and, and, and and you know it doesn't mean that I'm an activist per se but I do feel like I have that responsibility and I think if more people felt like they had that responsibility to live life and live it to the fullest 
and go out there and reach and grab everything that life has for us because life is is it, it covers all it's not just gay life straight life no it's life we all are entitled to live our best lives and if it's something you want you need to get it if you want to be married be married if you want to have children have children yes you might be not be able to do things in a traditional sense but have the life that you want have the career that you want um because people are doing it you know i feel like the black folk we we struggle black folks struggle with this but white folks are living their best lives and, and hollywood is a good example of it i don't know how many white gay men are walking around with their husbands and their children and not thinking about they're not going back and forth with us niggas they are living their best lives and so i'm saying we should be doing the same thing and i guess this conversation really struck a chord with me because it made me realize that there's such a difference in generation and how we look at things and you know for him he feels like being gay prevented him from having those things that he wanted and partially because he was indoctrinated to believe that he couldn't have those things because he was gay. He was just forced to deal with and live with and accept and try to figure out how to navigate the best way he could life being a gay black man or a bisexual black man. And and that all of these other things that life holds he wasn't entitled to. But I'm here to tell you that that is false and I have gone through the ups and downs there was a period of time where I was like, I'm going to be at homecoming with my baby and the stroller and my husband and not be thinking about people. And there were other times where it's like, well, how am I going to live this life? Like I want children. What does this mean? What does that mean? Am I going to be able to raise them? And my therapist said to me, children desire structure and love. If they have structure and love, they're going to thrive. And it doesn't matter if that structure and love is provided by two men or two women or man and a woman or a single woman with a best friend or a single man with a girlfriend. If children have the love and structure, that support, they're gonna thrive. You know, it's only gonna be weird to them if it's weird to you. So if you adjust your frame of, 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 of reference, your, your, your thought process, and not project how you think they might feel, and just provide them with the things that they need in order to be successful your children are going to be just fine and that was a wake-up call for me because i was like oh i love children i want to have children and and for years i thought that it wasn't a possibility you know because you, you, you like i said you go through changes so you go through those periods where you're really really optimistic um and you're you're starry-eyed and then life happens and you're like well maybe these things are not going to come to fruition and that kind of sent me back into reality and it was like no you can't have these things you can't have this family life because this is what i need people to understand if you don't get anything else from this podcast life is for the taking and life is is for everybody you everybody is entitled to live the life that they want to live be the be be it a gay person, be it a straight person, be it a trans person, be it a black person, be it a white person, be uh, it a male or or a female. Everyone is entitled to live life and all the things that life have to offer. The career of your choice, the money that you want to make, the the children that you want to have or the family you want to have, whether you want to have a husband and, 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 and a wife and no, and no kids or 12 kids. It's for you to decide. And nothing should prevent you from having that life because you're entitled to it. And we only get one. And I don't want to be, and this is nothing against 
my uncle, but <clears throat> I don't want to be 60 years old thinking, hmm, if I didn't have to be gay, I wouldn't be. You know? And I don't think that he's lived a bad life, and I don't think that he's lived a life full of regret. I don't think that there's remorse. You know, that was just a conversation that we were having, but I don't want to have that conversation when I'm 60 years old with anybody. I want to have the conversation and be like, child, these knees ache, but let me tell you, I've had the best life. The best life. That is the conversation that I want to have. And so, um, I'm saying all of this and I don't want it to come off too preachy. I know that a lot of us live lives where we have, especially as a black boy or a black girl, we, we've lived these lives with what I call religious residual. So whether you grew up in church or you didn't, we all as black folks got religion residuals in, in, in our blood. You know, it's those tidbits that people did hold on to from from having to go to church or having to go to vacation Bible school or having to go to, uh, to, 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 to Bible study. And for whatever reason, this whole homosexuality piece is the one thing that people have held on to. It's the, the one blemish that you can't shake. It's the, 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 the worst thing that you could ever be, the worst thing that you could ever do. And, and so a lot of us live our lives with a lot of guilt about something that we don't have any control over. And the choice we have to make is if we're going to live our lives because they are our lives to the best of our ability. And I'm here to tell you, do it. Live your life to the best of your ability. If it's something you want, go after it, go get it. You deserve it. And live that life, not just for you, but for people to come up behind you and be like, hey, how did you live this life? What choices did you make to, 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 to get to this place? And you can simply say, I just chose to live, baby. I just chose to, 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 to play the cards that I was dealt in this life. It hasn't always been a great hand. Um, sometimes it's been Trump heavy and sometimes it ain't. <laughs> Trump heavy, I mean spade heavy, not like Trump. But you know, sometimes I've had a really great hand and sometimes it ain't been a great hand, but I have been able to to, to shift those things around and make the most out of this experience and I, and I beseech you to do the same. Live your life, ladies and gentlemen. We only get one. Um, I wish, I wish it was a deja vu moment like Tina Marie talks about. I wish there was this thing called reincarnation. I wish I could come back as a gazelle. Well, maybe not a gazelle because they're prey. But I, if that was a possibility, it would be wonderful. If we got a do-over, got another opportunity to come back and, and really live life to the fullest as a different creature, as a different species or specimen, that would be wonderful. But we, as far as we know, that ain't a possibility. So you only get one. It is yours. Live it. Love it learn from it and be an example to someone else who also has to go through this same struggle but be one that's a positive example that somebody can actually look to and gain from anyway i'm not going to preach about it today live your life everybody's entitled to life there's no promises to anybody if you want it go out and grab it peace